0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the crowds, Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and I will not reject anyone who comes to me because I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And this is the will of the one who sent me, that I should not lose anything of what he gave me, but that I should raise it on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him on the last day." The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. All Souls Day is a really beautiful day for our church. Because it's the reminder of the necessity to always pray for those who have died. When we celebrate All Saints Day, there's there's not really any prayers we need to offer, but there's there's more rejoicing because they're already in heaven. Like what what more can I possibly do to benefit them in heaven? Nothing. But I can ask for them to pray for me. I can ask for that intercession because we should see the saints in heaven as friends. And just as I would ask my friends to pray for me, I ask my friends in heaven to pray for me. But All Souls Day, it's actually our duty as friends. It is our duty as brothers and sisters in Christ to pray for those who have died because once someone's died, they can't pray for themselves anymore. They can't do anything to to earn, not earn, to receive grace from God. And yet, God made this really awesome plan where he sent his son to die for us so that suffering and and, uh, service actually have purpose and meaning so that when I'm going through a really rough day, And I think to offer it back to the Lord, the graces that could be given to me can actually be surrendered to someone who died 3,000 years ago. 30 minutes ago. Three seconds ago. My graces can be offered for one who no longer can receive them in this life. So the church actually, this, this is like a fun little like behind the scenes thing about the church. The church when we say the church, it's like the church body, but the teaching part of the church, the magisterium, typically will state that a priest should not celebrate more than two masses in a day for the purpose that the mass not become uh, just uh, a repetitious act. The mass always be a, a place of prayer. And so that's, we celebrate more than two Masses, we have to actually ask permission from bishops, our bishops. The only day that's different is on All Souls Day, when the Church gives us the permission to celebrate three Masses. One for an intention uh, that's offered within a parish, one for the dead, and one for the intentions of the Pope. And I just think it's really cool that the Church in its wisdom gives that gift to priests in order for them to then give that gift for others. Now, these readings today, there, there are countless options, if you did not realize it. On, like all, on All Souls Day, you have the most options of readings ever. More than any other celebration ever. So just as an example, the first reading had one, two, three, four... Four options. Response to had one, two, three options. The second reading had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen options. For the second reading. We picked the sixth option in case you're wondering. And then the gospel has twelve options. I mean, what the heck? But they all speak about resurrection. They all speak about life. They all speak about realities of heaven. The second reading, that option, is the one that I want to highlight, though. So St. Paul's writing to the Romans. He says, brothers and sisters, none of us lives for oneself and no one dies for oneself. For if we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So then whatever we live, whether we live or die, we're the Lord's. You tie that to the gospel when Jesus says, everything the Father gives me will come to me and I will not reject anyone who comes to me because I came down from heaven not to do my own will but the will of the one who sent me. I should not lose anything of what he gave me. Jesus promises us in his own words, which is funny because all the scripture is his word, but in his own words, I'm not gonna lose, I'm not gonna lose you because you're precious in the eyes of my father. You're my brothers and sisters. And Paul reminds us that we actually don't belong and live for ourselves. That what we do is, is not for our own gain. What we do is for the gain of others. That's why when you look at marriage, you look at parenthood, like that's the embodiment of of the church. You look at the priesthood, you look at religious life, like those vocations of service. Because your life is not your own. My life's not my own. A dad's life is not his own life. A mom's life is not his own life. A a husband and wife, their lives are not their own. And so just as like, the church body to be reminded that what we do is not for us. So when we, re- when we lo- read those names, like that's really important. It's really important to pray for those who have died. Those that we may, like, a lot, I've seen a lot of little kids out there, which is awesome. Everyone's going to get extra credit from Mr. Byer, apparently. So that's good. Proud of you. But, like, I doubt any one of them knows any name that was just listed there unless it was a direct relative. And even some of the older people, you're like, oh, I kind of recognize that person. You may or may not know them. It doesn't matter if we know them. They're our brothers and sisters in Christ, and therefore we're related. And we pray for their souls because that is our gift for them. And what an amazing gift. If we spent our whole lives just doing that, that would be enough. And yet the Lord, he pushed us to go further. And so in our service, we serve our brothers and our sisters from a place of love. So may we, in our task today, take our grievances, our sufferings, our annoyances, our aggravations, the little difficulties that we go through, mom i'm hungry it's okay you're gonna get food soon offer this for the lord right now offer this for someone who's who's gone before you i have a headache i'm sleepy like every little thing our task is to say god i give this to you to give to someone who has a greater need so let's practice that just repeat after me god try again god I give, I give this to you to give to someone, to give to someone who has a greater need. Because right, what we're giving them is not the headache. Okay? We're giving them the graces we would receive to bear the headache. And you can change those words up, however you want to. But that's the idea, like, God, I give this to you so that whatever grace I would get, you can give to someone who needs it more. 'Cause I guarantee someone needs needs my graces more than me right now. I am I am grace filled. The Lord loves me. And we for, sometimes we forget that in our pains and our anguishes. So that's our task. Give to give to God, give back to God the gift he'd give to us so that someone else can benefit.